Hello and welcome to the United MEC's Leading Edge podcast. In January, we elected new officers and we'll say goodbye to the long-serving captains who move on. In a two-part series, we talk to the outgoing officers and welcome the new. I'm your host, Captain James Belton, and in this podcast series, our pilots will get an introduction to the new leaders and send off our term-limited officers. Captain Todd Insler has faithfully served the United MEC for many years, an unprecedented six years as MEC chair. Todd, how would you summarize your tenure as chairman? I think it's hard to summarize any one singular aspect of a six-year term. We have a very large body of work. I think looking back on it, of course, the, the most defining aspect of the term was how we responded to the pandemic and the fact that not only are, uh, not only is United growing, uh, it's growing exponentially. And we, we forced that. We have uh, thousands of new pilots. We have thousands of new captains. We saved thousands of careers. And looking back on it, I think that's the high point of, of my time as chairman. Okay. Uh, defining the accomplishments that, uh, that you had during your tenure, you talked about saving the jobs. You're, you're referring to the pandemic LOA. Uh, coming up to that, uh, what did you see as the most threatening thing um, in your term as uh, MEC chairman? The most threatening item was, was clearly the pandemic because there were simply no answers to it. It was an unsolvable problem for us. No matter what you know, United Management tried to do, no matter what the government tried to do, no matter what we tried to do, it was there was no there was nowhere to turn on it. So we we really thought about it and put our heads together and thought outside the box uh, and tried to break the cycle of strength to profitability and furlough, which is what previous administrations had done. They just revert back to, well, we're just going to furlough people. This was different this time because the pandemic, you know, we, we, we felt really horrible about what happened to our pilots last time when we had pilots furloughed not only once, but twice with, with just failures of uh, administering our contract. This time we wanted to make sure bodies and, and you know, where families were protected. We couldn't in good conscience kick people out during a pandemic without any healthcare, without any benefits. So we sought a solution and our solution worked. Not only did we keep our pilots protected, we, we kept them in their seats with pay and we attracted thousands of new pilots and it, it spurred record growth. So, you know, we, we were, we were given a lemon and we turned it into a, uh, a very tasty cocktail. So we were in section six negotiations at the time the pandemic really occurred. So the, uh, the pandemic LOA, did you expect that we were going to be, it was going to be all concessionary? Did you, did you expect that we were going to make gains like we did? Going into the pandemic LOA, we were very specific with the company that the, nothing that we would do would be concessionary. We were going to capture long-term gains for any short-term pain that we felt. In the end, we, we basically kind of felt one month of pain in exchange for extraordinary gains. We were the only pilot group on the planet to negotiate permanent gains, including what will be a 5% pay raise once the company is profitable again during the pandemic. So th- th- there was nothing concessionary that we did. We've done nothing concessionary in our time and we've tried to make uh, continual gains. You had mentioned section six. And yeah, so you know, we, we opened a little early and we did that knowing it was going to take us time to negotiate the items that we wanted to negotiate. And we had two contracts, basically uh, two contract cycles where we didn't make appreciable gains. You know, what we did was we combined two contracts with the UPA and then we extended the contract and we had built in a snap up just to keep us from flagging behind the industry because there were no changes to the agreement. And we knew going into it that this contract was going to take time because we were trying to fix basically 20 plus years of not getting any contractual appreciable gains. So we went to work on it and 
as the pandemic began in, I guess, the, the end of 2019, we were close. We were probably six, seven months out from completing. Scope had been a sticking point for both us and the company because we, we didn't yield on scope. So, so we held the line on it and we just couldn't come to an agreement with the company's terms. So uh, as the pandemic raged, negotiations kind of got put on hold for a little bit. We continued to negotiate slowly, but we, we couldn't really focus our energy nor the company's attention to, to negotiations simply because they were worried about the, the, the actual entity of the, the, the company. They, they, they didn't see how we were going to survive this. So we drafted a document that incorporated things that we had wanted in Section 6, increases in LTD, uh, some scheduling rules. We wanted things that were fixed. We wanted first-class deadhead back. We wanted a pay raise. And we put these into our document, our pandemic LOA, knowing that it was going to take some time to complete Section 6 once the pandemic was over. So we, we pressed forward with it and we, we got those gains and here we are. And we're going to close out section six as soon as we possibly can. So most pilots would probably agree that it worked out for us. We were a little nervous in, in the beginning and um, looking at hopefully the end of the pandemic, um, we're coming out of that. What direction and confidence do you have in the future at United Airlines and our MEC? We are poised as a pilot group for tremendous success. It's, you know, we are down to the, you know, what we call the high ticket items, the things that usually and always are negotiated at the very end of the document, such as what would typically be scope. And the company has completely reversed their, their ask on scope and are listening to us, but things like pay rates and, and benefits that, you know, that's where we are now, retirement. So as, as the company be, you know, regains profitability, the company is still losing an enormous amount of money. Per day, as the company regains profitability, uh, we'll be able to close it out. Now, if you look at it on the horizon, uh, there are other world events going on that are certainly uh, having an adverse effect on the economy. Potential ground war in Europe, other things happening. So, you know, we have a, a bumpy road ahead, but when things stabilize, we'll be able to close it out. Okay, thanks, Todd. Uh, next up, we would typically speak with our vice chair, Captain Tom Murphy but he will enter his next term in that position. So we'll feature him on the next episode with the new officers. Bill Nevue has served as the MEC secretary since 2016. This office deals with administrative oversight of the daily operations of the MEC. Bill, tell us about your responsibilities and how they've evolved and improved during your tenure. Thanks, Jim. As the oversight officer for 10 UAL MEC committees, we were faced with challenges presented by the pandemic, uh, just like everyone else. In our case, virtual meetings became the norm for meeting in person uh, with the company and with each other. And that, that worked out pretty well. So with the pandemic in the last couple of years, you saw a lot of changes. So what would you say is probably the most striking of changes in how we improve or conduct our business during your term? Well, from my observation, I think the biggest change was how inclusive this group of officers has been uh, and the way that that infiltrated all the committees. You know, I'd say that we became much more efficient in our day-to-day -day operations and availability actually improved and, and that continues through today. Nearly every pilot wonders what their dues money is being spent on. Captain Rick Cameron has been the guardian of the MEC finances as the treasurer. Rick, with juggling the finances of the MEC to administering fertile funds to expense reports, what did you see as a, uh, as a challenge when you first got into office? Hey, Jim. So um, first off, uh, thanks. So, so when I came in over seven years ago as MEC treasurer, um, one of the first items that, um, that I basically looked at 
was the fact that we were millions of dollars in debt to Alpha International. And that was a result of OCF and MCF funding that had occurred during um, the UPA process uh, while we were still separate MECs. Those were contingency funds, OCF and MCF, correct? Yes, it's operational contingency fund, um, major con contingency funds. Those are items that you can access when you're in negotiations. Um, so both, okay. both legacy MECs had um, access those funds, um, but you have to pay those back. So um, we were in debt um, to Alpha International and we had to pay off that debt, um, which was several million dollars. So the you know the first item on my agenda was to get us out of debt and start building a surplus so that we could prepare for the next section six, which we're currently in and build, um, build a, a, a surplus so that we could um, employ the people we needed to, um, to uh, engage the company on section six. Um, we're, you know, I'm proud to say, you know, after over seven years as treasurer, uh, the United MEC is in the best financial situation of any MEC within Alpa International. And that's been, you know, done with the help of the LEC leaderships, the representatives, the um, MEC committees and stuff, um, diligently, um, you know, spending their dues dollars and stuff, which, you know, is the pilot's money. And I go, I've always taken that you know, um, point as treasurer that, you know, this is the pilot's money, not my money, not, you know, not the MEC's money um, and, you know, try to spend it, you know, in the correct way. Well, that's fantastic in terms of making the most of the pilot's dues. Um, we got a pretty good chunk of pilots that, that came onto the property in your tenure as uh, United Treasurer, the MEC Treasurer. So talk about, uh, those pilots and, and what they're seeing going forward. How about pilot pay and what you did in terms of that? So, so that was probably the second thing that um, we identified early on was, um, you know, the company, uh, when we merged the MECs, they had a decision to make um, whether they chose Unimatic or um, Cosmos as their, um, you know, their pay platform and stuff. Uh, the company, in my opinion, chose the wrong platform, uh, but um, we moved forward, but we realized early on that um, pilots were not being paid correctly. Uh, with, with the help of Jay Hepner and um, Todd as grievance chairman, uh, we were able to force the company to uh, basically do a pay audit, um, which was unheard of. I go, you know, no, no, no other property had ever been able to do something like that. Um, the pay audit proved our um, allegations um, that pilots were not being paid correctly. And um, through that process, we decided to uh, create a pilot compensation committee within ALPA to um, help pilots to make sure they were paid correctly. They've recouped probably over $50 million um, for pilots um, over you know, the last six years. Um, so that's $50 million that pilots would not have been paid that they were owed that that committee really, really got that pay into their, into their pockets. Is that correct? Correct. And I go, and it, it continues today. I go, we're, we're actually, um, we have another audit that, you know, um, Alpa identified another issue, um, with pilots waiting for OE and stuff. That's probably going to be multi, multi millions of dollars that are going to flow back into the pilots pockets. Um, because Alpa is standing behind them and 
making sure they're paid in accordance with the UPA. Well, that's great. That is that is really pinpoints the exact thing a pilot would want from his dues money and the officers that uh, that serve is to make sure the money that he's promised goes into to his or her pocket. Um, and now with all of these changes, um, you you gentlemen must have some advice that you're going to give to your successors. So Tom is the only one remaining in office, so we'll speak to him on the next episode. But for Todd, Bill, and Rick, what advice do you have for the folks that are taking over? Uh, Mike, you have Mike Harrison, who you worked with a lot. So um, what should he keep in mind most as treasurer? So so one of the great things, um, Jim, is, um, you know, Mike and I have actually been um, working together for the last 10 years. Uh, we started together as LEC reps in um, D.C., uh, so, uh, we work very well together. I go, I'm actually in Rosemont today. Um, Mike and I are turning over and I'm explaining to him what his role is going to be as treasurer. Um, it's going to be a seamless transition and I'm going to be standing by, you know, if Mike has, you know, any issues or anything going forward, uh, it's a pretty labor intensive job. So, uh, Mike is, you know, getting up to speed on what he's going to have to do going forward. But um, I have, you know, um, complete confidence in the fact that, you know, Mike is going to step into my role and um, do, do exactly what I've done for the last, you know, seven and a half years and continue um, doing that. Um, and the pilot's going to be well served. So I would be remiss to not recognize the people that have supported me, um, in the last seven years um, in my role as treasurer, including Todd Insler, the staff of the MEC, the MEC representatives who um, elected me to this position, uh, and um, committee members that have supported me um, you know, through this entire time. So I just wanna send out a thank you to all those people, to Todd for his leadership over the last years, and um, Jay Hepner, who was chairman before Todd, uh, it's been a great run, and I look forward to seeing everyone on the line. Bill, what advice would you give for Paul Ryder as he steps in as the MEC secretary? Well, Jim, I'd, I'd be reluctant to give uh, someone with as much experience as Paul any advice, but I can tell you what worked for me. You know, Paul's going to face and conquer his own set of challenges in office much as I did. But uh, going back to the committees, you know, managing 10 committees of the MEC can be by itself full-time work. And I would say what worked for me was making myself available, even when it wasn't convenient, uh, and never forgetting that the true customer is the line pilot and that everything we do affects the line pilot. And, you know, the big thing I would say is your support as an MEC officer is key in knocking down the roadblocks that some of the committees will encounter. And finally, Todd, Mike Hamilton served as your executive administrator. He was your right-hand man. What would you like Mike to know as you hand him the reins? I think, you know, we're very fortunate in that, you know, he, Mike was part of our team. Uh, we were a very cohesive uh, unit for the past, really well beyond six years, because Mike worked with me, you know, when he was on the grievance committee as well. So it, it will be a seamless transition. I think what's important to remember going forward is that, you know, this is hard. What we do is hard. And it is very easy to be hard, but it is very hard to be smart. 
And there are a lot of moving parts to everything that we do. And although something may seem or appear easy, or the answer seems to be easy, it's actually always more complex. And I believe that going forward, the association is in a good place that we'll, we'll be able to achieve everything that we want in the near future. That's fantastic. I, I get the feeling that we came from good hands and we're going into good hands. So gentlemen, the comm team, the MEC, and the entire United Pilot Group, thanks you for your time and greatly appreciates your service to our profession. Wish, we wish all of you the best during the rest of your career. To our listeners, we hope you enjoyed our visit with the MEC leadership and invite you to the next edition of the Leading Edge podcast when we introduce the new lineup of MEC officers. Fly safe and stay healthy, and thank you for joining us. I'm Captain James Belton.